Today's breakfast and class is sponsored by Stephen Rapport in honor of Rabbi Meir Friedman, Hazak Baruch. We love your words of Torah, your smile, your gentle nature. What the Torah says about a Talmud Chacham is that he should always be naim manna. You should say about him, manaim drachav, how pleasant are his ways. And uh, when they say that about somebody, they, uh, the result is that uh, it provides a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. It is also sponsored in loving memory, Lilui Nishmat Esther Batle'ah, by her grandson, Acham David Bibi, whose words of Torah also light up this bit, HaKneset. So Rabotai, we begin the parashava and say, Vayechi Yaakov Be'eretz Mitzrayim. And Yaakov, he lived in Eretz Mitzrayim. And it's a fascinating thing, this idea. When we find in the Torah, the Torah is using words that make, they make up a sentence and they express themselves in one way, in the flow of the verse, but then when we break them down, we see parts of the sentence different as the whole. Let me explain what I mean. The actual verse says, He lived there for 17 years, and the, the live, And the the years of Yaakov were uh, 147 years. So the Pasuk in its entirety says, and he lived in Egypt for this amount of time, and for and, uh, F17 years, and the result of that is that in total it's 147. However, Vayahi Yaakov, we learn um, that we learn various ideas from the way that the Torah expresses itself in the words itself, and Yaakov lived. What does it mean he lived? Suddenly he came alive. Now, this is amazing that it says Vayihi Yaakov. And why is it amazing? It's amazing if you take a look at the result of what happens. What is it that brought Yaakov to life? What is it that, uh, that we're using Yosef. this expressing? And of course the idea is meeting Yosef. However, if we turn back just a few pesukim, um, we find this amazing uh, line said by Yaakov Avinu. Vayomer Yisrael. This is as soon as he meets him. Vayalikrat Yisrael. He comes to Yisrael Aviv Goshna. Vayera elav and he appears to his father. Vayipol al tzavarav and he falls on his neck. Vayefk al tzavarav od and he cries on his neck. This is the unbelievable meeting of Yosef and Yaakov. Says the, uh, what's it called? Say our Mepharshim, Aval Yaakov, Rashi quotes, Aval Yaakov lo nafal al Yosef, lo nishako. He didn't fall on his son's neck, he didn't kiss him. Vayom Rabbutenu, and our rabbis explain that happened later. But right in this moment, Shaya kore et shema. Right now he was saying Kriyat Shema. And during Kriyat Shema, you can't uh, deviate, you can't uh, fall, you can't cry, you can't this, you can't that. So therefore in that moment, yeah, it's only Yosef falling on the shoulders of Yaakov and crying, but not Yaakov on the shoulders of Yosef crying. Now, that in and of itself needs a, a, a lengthy discourse. What is it that Yaakov is doing? You know, the main question that gets asked is what? Now you need to say Shema. Wait five minutes. What was it? The end of this man exactly. Now Yaakov is saying Shema. He couldn't wait. He couldn't say it two seconds later. Um, but however, the next Pasuk actually gives us even more pause. And as always, the answer to one is almost always the answer to both. By Yom Yisrael, Yisrael says to Yosef, Amuta hapam. Now I'm ready to die. Now I can die. Now that I've seen your face, now that I see your face that you're alive. Now the irony is, Yaakov is saying, now I can die. And the way we're expressing his time in Egypt because he has Yosef is, Yaakov. Now why is it that Yaakov would have said something like that? Why, why now after meeting him, finally after all this time, you're ready to say, now I can die? What kind of thing is that? So there are a few answers that I wanted to bring to your attention, and I thought maybe perhaps they would give it, they would shed a little bit of light as well on our first question, and also on this idea of Ayichi Yaakov. 
The Maharil Diskin explains that the reason why Yaakov said Shema Yisrael now is not because it happened to be. It's not because it was, you know, this was this man. He didn't look up on my Zmanim and see that he was going to miss it. That's not, no. He specifically said it the second he saw Yosef's face. He said Shema. Why? What was it about seeing Yosef's face? Answers the Maharil Diskin something unbelievable. The Gemara tells us about Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva fulfilled every mitzvah in the Torah except for one. And he used to walk around, call Yamai my whole life, he says, Rabbi Akiva. He's living, he's upset. He, you know why? Because there's one mitzvah he hasn't fulfilled. In the Shema we say, right? We should love Hashem with all of your heart, with all of your soul. Even if it takes, even if someone comes and they give you a choice to either turn away from God or, uh, or to be killed, the halacha is, in, in response to idolatry, a person has to give up their life to, uh, to, to, be, to stay, to remain connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with that love. So Rabbi Akiva is saying in that moment, he says, you know what, I never had this before, that I had to, Matai when will this mitzvah come to my head? And I will achieve it. In the end of his life, indeed, Rabbi Akiva ends his life saying the words, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem, Echad. As he says the word Echad, then he finishes, he, he, he's, he's murdered with the hands of the Romans. Yaakov Avinu was exactly the same. He tried to fulfill every single mitzvah that he could, but there was one mitzvah that Yaakov, all these years, he was never, he was elusive. Because he knew that he could never feel, he could never with his whole heart walk away, give up his life if, if it was necessary. For Misirut Nefesh, because he knew his job here wasn't done. His job here was to bring two, 12 Shevatim into this world, and now one of them had been killed. Yaakov, as soon as he sees Yosef standing in the same place with the same panav, says Yaakov Avinu, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And that's why he continues and he says to Yosef, Amuta hapam. And right now, I know I could, I could if it, the case would come, to, not that I want to die, but if it would come to it, I would be ready to die now. I'd ready to give up my life, Al-Kiddush Hashem, and not feel that I'd left anything behind because here I am, I fulfilled my mission. Uh, additionally, the Yalkut Gershuni adds another element of flavor which is magnificent. He says, Yaakov understood if this mission wasn't done, so even Amuta, even if I would die, it wouldn't be my final time in this world. Right? Because I have to come back and fulfill it again and bring 12 Shivatim to the world in another, in another Gilgul, in another reincarnation. Now that I've seen you, says Yaakov, Amuta Hapa'am. I'm only going to pass this time. I'm only going to die one time. The, uh, the Midrash explains that Yaakov Avinu had a Kabbalah. He knew that if his 12 sons managed to stay uh, in the right way, they survived, they were uh, the Sadiqim that they were supposed to be, he knew that he had a portion in Gan now that he sees Yosef, Amuta Apam, he says, not that I want to die now. It doesn't say Amuta Ata, I'll die now. Amuta Achshav. It says Amuta Apam, this time round, uh, my death is going to be the only time that I'm going to need to die. I'm not going to need to come back because I will have fulfilled everything. And by the way, now you see the same line that he says to Yosef and this moment of Shema Yisrael. The first time I learned that it bothered me so much. How could a father in that moment of emotion, how could he say to his son, you know, you know, I have the Shema now. You know, wait, two seconds. 22 years. But now you understand a completely different light. You know, could you imagine when, you, when Yosef understood what Yaakov was doing? How gratified he felt. How, how much uh, validation it brought him. That his father looked at him right now and said, Wow, you know, after seeing you now, I know that I could walk away from this world and not, not have a single regret. That was my Shema Yisrael. Isn't that unbelievable? Could you imagine a son hearing that from his father? 
You know, son, there's nothing about you that, that I would need to change. Nothing, not a single thing. All this time, you know, I'm looking at you now. Isn't that fantastic? Now, I want to add one last bit, which is beautiful from, uh, from Rav Zalman Saratskin. An unbelievable insight. Um, the Gemara says, in, uh, he brings, I think, uh, he brings, uh, he brings the, the Gemara Berachot on Dafei. The Gemara Berachot says, Le'olam yargiz adam tov al a person should always rile up his Yetzirah against his Yetzirah. Right? You can't just have Yetzirah be a heke like this, ch- chilling in his chair, while the Yetzirah is a burning fire. you got to burn up, you got to charge up your Yetzirah also. It's the passion for good that extinguishes or overcomes the passion for bad. So says the, 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 the Gemara, Le'olam yargiz adam Yetzirah He should whip him up. Im if the Yetzirah wins that battle, mutav, great. Vimlav, if not, Ya'asok ba Torah. He should, uh, do, he should learn to, to, some Torah. Right? Why, where, why is that the case? Because we know Barati Yetzirah, I created Yetzirah, Barati Torah Tavlin. I've created an antidote to the Yetzirah. And what is that? That's learning of Torah. So, what's the first thing you do? You whip up your Yetzirah Tov into, into a passionate uh, frenzy. And once you're excited to do good, then that kind of overcomes the passion to do bad. If that doesn't work, what do you do? You learn Torah. And if that doesn't work, mutav, if that works good, v'imlav, if not, yikra kriyat shema, you should say kriyat shema. Im nitzicho, if he got a mutav, v'imlav, and if not, yisko yom mita, you should remind himself, you know what, one day, I'm not going to be here anymore. What's it going to look like in Gan Eden? Will it, be, will it have been worth this deed? Says Rav Zalman Saratskin, gold. Yaakov knows, knows he's moving to uh, Eretz Mitzrayim. It was the most impure land at the time. Right? Uh, it was a place that was full of shtuf ezimah, that were full of adultery. It was full of idolatry. It, was a, it wasn't a very, very healthy and a holy place. Yaakov is moving from Eretz Israel, from the holiest of places, surrounded only with the Shivatim, and he's moving down to Egypt now. Yaakov knows that he needs to get ready for this war with the Yetzirah. So now listen to what he did. The first thing that Yaakov does is he sends Yehuda down, he says, Go to Goshen, set up a better Talmud. And after that, what happens when he gets to Mitzrayim? Kiryat Shema. And at the end, like it says, what's the final thing? If the Torah doesn't work, if the Kiryat Shema doesn't work, what do you do? You would think about Yom Yes, So Yaakov, first he sends Yehuda for the Torah. After that, what do we find? He says, Kiryat Shema, when he meets Yosef. And right after that, what does he say? Amuta ha'pa'am. Yizokher Yom Hashem, by keeping our priorities in front of us at all times, we'll be zokher to be able to emerge victorious, even from the most challenging of this Yorot of challenges. And Bezat Hashem, make ourselves and our community and our Bore, our Creator proud. Baruch Adonai Le'olam.